0: A couple of years ago, I was able to meet Darryl Strawberry, and the moment I met him, I knew here's a man of God, humble man of God. And um, so I actually called, and I wanna thank God for John, who was his manager, who really worked hard, diligent to kinda connect us together. I really love this guy, and I'm really getting to know both of them very well, and I'm thrilled about what God's gonna do With a partnership with them and uh, what God's doing around the world and at home, and um, I'm just so thrilled to have Daryl with us today. Uh, He is really the real deal, and man, I'm telling you, you you preached it last. You preached it uh, at the 8:30 service, man. So, uh, you know, he is an athlete. He is a man of God. He's a father. He's a husband he's a friend, but more than all of those things, he is a man of God. I want you to give him a big hand as he comes and shares the word with us today. Come on, let's stand for him and let's give him a big hand. Encourage him.
1: Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Thank God for his Love, his grace, his mercy. Thanks for who he is. Such an honor to be here with you guys. Such an honor to be anywhere. Pastor Steve, thank you so much, brother. Just, you know, we're getting to know Pastor Steve, but we're going to hang out later after service and break bread. And that's what Christian life is all about, you know brothers and sisters coming together for the love of Jesus, uh, to help others and make a difference in others' lives. And Scott Caesars, thanks for being here with your lovely wife. I really appreciate you and all that you do for men. And, and um, just a friend, a dear friend, a dear brother. And, you know, it's, it's really good when God changed you and you, you get to be in God's family. You, you, you. So, Let us pray. Father, we love you, we honor you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for life. No matter what we go through, Father, we love you and we praise you because you're the healer of all things. Lord, today on the sound of my voice, Holy Spirit, welcome. Breathe up on us, Holy Spirit. Someone here needs a touch. Someone's coming here with a broken heart. Someone's coming here giving up on their marriage. Mend their marriage back together. Mend their life back together, Holy Spirit. Touch the heart of your people, Lord. We honor you and praise you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Some, 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 some of us have come... In here and we don't even know why we think, well because Dallas Strawberry used to play for the New York Mets and the New York Yankees that's what some come for but Jesus has brought you here because he needs to have a visit with you. He needs to touch your heart he needs to show you that he's the Messiah he's everything that you've been looking for you just didn't know it some of you god always have a setup see god always has from a mess from a mess to a message to bring about change that someone's life may be changed forever and they be liberated and redeemed by the blood of the lamb not because of a man but because of what jesus has already done on the cross so many of us don't know Jesus, we know his name, but we deny his power because we don't know his power is greater than his name. Because it's his power that will do the ultimate work in one's life and change you forever. See I wasn't always like this. See I was a heathen, I was a liar, I was a cheater, I was a womanizer, I was an alcoholic, I was a drug addict, I was a sinner, I was rich, I was famous lived behind the community gates, had everything, millions of dollars, but had nothing. Saved by grace. <laughs> Somebody else here today need to know grace, grace, grace is sufficient for all. Too many of us just look and think, well, God, just do it for him. No, God didn't just do it for me. God found me in the pit. God decided to use me from the pit, from my pain, from my brokenness. You know, brokenness is real. So many of us don't understand that brokenness doesn't mean it's over. It just means you're broken. You have to come to know who Christ is to be redeemed and healed. See, the brokenness of my life was real because my father was an alcoholic. He beat the crap out of me. He told me I never amount to nothing. Came home for the last time, pulled out a shotgun, said he was gonna kill the whole family. I was 13, my brother was 14, my other brother was 15. We went into action immediately. We almost killed my father, you know, because he came home for his last time in the alcohol rage, fussing with my mother. And we jumped up out of bed and we was like in action, me and my brothers. My brother Ron grabbed a butcher knife, I grabbed the frying pan, my brother Mike grabbed a bat, we came this close, to killing my father. See, there could have been a tragedy in my life before I ever put on a uniform. See, but I was already scarred because of what had already happened. I was already wounded because of what had already happened, the beatings inside of me and told I would never be, not, be nothing from my father. So I was already afflicted with things inside of me before I put on a uniform. People just saw me put on a uni- uniform and hit home runs and thought I should, you know, I shouldn't have problems. But well, see, the devil deceives us and lie to us and make us believe we don't have problems because, you know, we end up with success. You know, it covers up. You know, it covers up, it covers up your pain. See, my pain was real uh, and my struggle was real inside when I was going through the trials and tribulations of my life, you know, the drug addiction and shooting dope and smoking crack, you know, to escape from you who I was because I was beaten by my father and told I would never be nothing. And I believed it, but see, my pain, led me down to to the greatness of who I was. But my greatness led me to my destructive behavior. See, because if you never deal with the brokenness inside of you and the wounds and the affliction inside of you, you will never get to the place that God has for you. See, what we don't understand as a church and, and the body of Christ is Jesus already paid the price. So most of us don't realize how Jesus already paid the price, because, see, we're still trying to fix it ourselves, and you cannot fix it yourself. You're wondering why you can't be fixed inside. See, I used to wonder why I couldn't be fixed. I went to every doctor. I had every lawyer. Still never fixed me inside. You may look good on the outside. once you put on, these old raggedy clothes that we put on, and, and, the, and, the, and the way we dress ourselves up and the way we look, we stand in the mirror. I used to stand in the mirror, and it's like, oh, man, I look pretty good. But inside, I was toxic, I was broken, because I was looking for something that money couldn't buy. See, we all think money's going to do us better. No, let me tell you something, when I accumulated all this stuff and, and, and had all this stuff, uh, I, just, I just accumulated more stuff and had more bills. <laughs> because we think rich people, you know, they, they, they live behind the communication, they have it all. We'd be like, oh, they have it all. But they got more bills, they got more problems than you can ever imagine. You're just looking from the outside. You don't know the inside. They got more problems than we can imagine that they have to deal with and they have to sort out in their life. Because they accumulate all these things. Because that's what the the world tells us. If If we have success, we have arrived. The devil is a liar. And you need to know that. That's all he does is deceive and lie and, and, and dresses it up and make it look good and so you can, you know, have all these wonderful things and you believe that your, your life is good because, you know, I used to believe my life is good because I had millions of dollars in the bank and I live behind the community gates on the golf course and, you know, I and live in a $2 million home, got a tennis court, swimming pool, but I'm sitting there and I'm just empty inside and broken. And like, what's wrong with me? Everybody, well, you should be happy. Jesus said, what good does it do for a man to profit the whole world and lose his soul? What good does it do for you to gain all this stuff, but you have lost your soul? And see, if you lose your soul and you never find it back, you're on your way to hell for eternal. The devil will company. That place down there is hot. Because Jesus already talks about he's there to deceive you, to make you believe. See, he had me believing that I was all this in a bag of chips. But I didn't know God's will. See, I was a man that was just lost. I was a man that was just there, just like most are, just there. Well, don't you know who I am? I'm the the CEO and the president of this company. So what? Jesus is Lord. Don't we have idea? Don't we understand who he is? Most of the times we don't understand who he is because we don't know his word. See, it's in his book. See, Jesus didn't have to read the book. He gave the book to us because Jesus is the book of life. And see, when we come to understand that and read the book for ourselves, and get the revelation for ourselves, and study and get discipled, then we come to know who Jesus is. The Bible talks about, it says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. There's no knowledge and understanding of God's word, so I don't know God's way if I don't know his word. I know the, I know the ways of the world. The ways of the world is wicked because all you got to do is turn on the television. Wicked, wickedness, killing, this and that, everything. This is what the Bible t- said it would come to. See, Jesus is coming back for his church. He's coming back for his people. So don't sit here and be here on fear and be here on pins and needles and worried about this here. Because this here means nothing. This is a mission field for us to lead other people to Christ when Christ saves us to lead other people to Christ. Because we, this is a mission field to know God's will. See, I didn't know God's will because I was a man of the world. I had status of the world. Because I got tempted by the enemy. The devil temptations brings all of us to that place, tempted to have these things and be this way. And and that's what he gives us. He he paints a picture and sits it up there for us. But he didn't tell you, oh, I'm going to kill you at the end. He didn't tell you, you coming with me. See, the temptations are real because he tried to tempt Jesus like, I'll give you all this. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but the word of God. See, the word of God is so good that we don't even know it. Most of us leave our Bible sitting on the shelf because I was one of those heathens that left my Bible sitting on the shelf. But I don't let it sit on the shelf no more. It goes everywhere I go. So because once you come to know God, see, once you come to know God's will, God is the healer of all things. It's God's will. It's, see, we're looking for everything else to fix our situations in our life, but it's God's will. It's knowing Jesus, it's having a relationship with Jesus. Doesn't mean we're not gonna go through things and have trials and tribulations. There's gonna be trials and tribulations. There are gonna be things come against you, but he said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It didn't say it wouldn't form, it said it will not prosper over you. So we need to get past things and think, well, oh, God, I'm going through this. Well, God, thank you, I'm going through this. Because in all reality, this is not home. Too many of us get consumed with this as being home, and this is not home. This is just a pass through. You know, I need to know we're home. I need to know God's will. I need to know my position in God. And the only way I can get to my position in God is I got to come to church and I got to be a part of the church and stop talking about the church and the buildings and this and that because we are the church and I need to come in here and I need to find out why God created me. Oh, y'all missed that. Y'all missed that creation, why God created me. You know, not somebody else, why God created me. See, I used, to want, I used to look at pastors and I used to think, I used to sit in church and i say, Lord, I used to be saying to myself, would. I was secretly saying to myself, Lord, I want to preach. Be careful what you ask God for. He just might give it to you. I didn't think he would give it to me, but he did. That's all right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. I had no idea. I had no idea what God will was all about, you know, and I think a lot of times, a lot of us don't have any will, understanding what God's will is all about. See, I'm going to talk about the Israelites and you know, talk about the plan that was there for them, the Israelites, you know, uh, Moses was such a great leader, Moses had an anger problem, he killed the Egyptians, Moses led them out of Egypt 400 years, I mean, 400 years of slavery and Mo- God used Moses mightily because Moses couldn't speak, but Moses was humble and he walked with humility and God used him to lead them out from slavery. And there it was, they could have been in the Promised Land in 11 days, but they complained so much about where they was and what they were going through, God sent them in the wilderness for another 40 years. See, God is very particular about what he's going to do in one's life. We just have to obey and walk in the plan. See, if they had, had they walked in the plan, They could have been in the promised land 11 days, but they didn't. They complained so much. So he says, okay, I'll just send you in the wilderness for another 40 years. Something, Something great about God in 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness, 40 days in the wilderness for Jesus. You know, something great about God's plan when he has a plan for a man's life. See, most people don't understand God. I didn't realize God had such a great plan in my life. My mother had told me, God's got a plan for you. I was out there heathen, womanizing, and uh, rich, famous, and thought I had it going on, you know, slinging with the devil. Thought I had it going on because I had a bunch of material stuff, the Rolex watch, the car, the house, the this and that. My mom said, God said, she asked me to pray for her one time, and I prayed for her, and she said, oh, God just spoke to me. She said, God said, He's going to get it out of you. I said, mom, don't tell me that, please. Guess what? God got it out of me. You know, God need, God's gonna get it out of you. You know, I remember getting saved at Morris Cirillo conference, radically saved. Power of God came over he said, picked him up. And he said, Pick him up. He laid hands on me. Power of God came on. My belly flowed like a river. I started speaking in tongues a minute. He said, Pick him up. He said, God has called you. I said, Oh my God, he sounds like my mother. Little did I know I didn't get discipled, and there was no discipleship, and I went back into the world for the next 15, 20 years. Smoking dope, shooting shooting dope, and prostitutes, hookers, and, and everything. Because I was a sinner, saved by grace. Because what you don't know, and that's just the problem with the Israelites of not knowing that Moses was used mightily by God, and Moses was used in, right in front of their face, opening the part the Red Sea, and all these miracles that he was able to do, and they saw the miracles, and they still didn't believe. That's just like us today, people. We see the miracle of God, but we still don't believe he's God. You know, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen said, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. If my people, that's us, we know different than them. You know, we, we've gotten comfortable and we've gotten our comfortability of, of life and homes and stuff and, 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 and we don't have no problems and, you know, that's just the same thing the, uh, the Israelites were like, you know got really comfortable and wanted their way. You know, after 400 years of slavery, they wanted their way and didn't want to follow Moses and his leading. God was leading them to the promised land because we get in the way because we don't know the will. See, it's about knowing the will. See, it's about knowing who Jesus is. It's about knowing his completion on the cross. It's about when Jesus hung on the cross. See, the Roman Empire didn't know who they was hanging on the cross. The scribes and the Pharisees didn't know who he was hanging on the cross when they were sitting there so saying, now, now, let me see you take yourself down from there. Let me see you save yourself. They didn't realize that he would get up, and he would get up with all power. Amen. See, they had no idea that he would get up. So he said, Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Then he says, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Then his last words on the cross was, It is finished. He completed the task. He's already completed it. All we got to do as Christians is learn to walk in it because we, we don't walk in it because we don't get discipled and we don't study God's Word. And we look for man opinions and worldly opinions to help us. My help comes from the Lord. My help does not come from man. God uses man, but my help comes from the Lord. Those that depend on God and those that worship God in spirit and truth will ultimately have the revelation of who Jesus is. See, that blood on the cross is clean. See, one man bought sin in, Adam, and one man bought grace in for all. Jesus bought grace in for all. Amen. See, we look at others and we think, well, others, they have problems I don't have there. But see, the Bible says, he didn't say some are sinners, he says all. Every last one of us that's born Coming in here is a sinner. New birth too will be a sinner, because one bought sin in, and then the one that came bought grace in for all. So we need to understand God's will. You know, had they like had the Israelites understood God's will, they could have been in that promised land. Had some of us. Get to the place where we understand God's will, we can enter into the promised land right here, right now. And guess what? It's free. See, God can heal, God can heal, and God can do a miracle in a person's life just like that. Because He's the miracle God. Because He has all the power. Christ has all the power to do whatever He needs. Those that call upon His name, He will heal. And then sometime, maybe he don't heal the situation, but it's not, the, it's not up to us. God has the, God has the, he is the one that has the say. So so, so many of us, you know, I, I've lived, I'm 55 years old and, you know, I think about it and I lived here a, a, a good life, and, you know, I'm running the race. I got to finish this race now. See, I played baseball and, and I was hitting home runs and winning championships and, and made millions of dollars. And Jesus wasn't concerned about that. Jesus was concerned with all going to be well in my soul. So now I'm at this place now where I'm 55, you know, I'm at the run last part of my life. I need to finish the race. I need to finish the race for Christ. I can't finish it for anything else. It is Jesus. It is nothing else but Jesus. I got to finish it. Because I've already buried my mom when she was 55, 20 years ago. I buried my sister about three years ago at 51. I've had cancer twice and lost my left kidney, been in drug drug addiction, been in prison, because I didn't know God's will. T one seven one six nine. Eleven months in the Florida State Prison because addiction. Because I didn't know God's will. I knew the world's ways, but I didn't know God's will. But see, today I know it's God's will, and I need to finish what God has called me to do. And you need to finish what God has called you to do. God has called us all to get up, rise up, rise up for his kingdom. Do kingdom work. Stop thinking about the earthly work, but do kingdom work. Because, see, God will let you hear from his kingdom and understand. See, the Israelites didn't know. They could have heard from God's kingdom in 11 days and been in the promised land been set free. But they complained so much and they were in the wilderness for another 40 years. Because we don't answer God's call. God challenges us and we don't even answer. Oh, no, that's not for me. You're a little bit over the top. Well, when I was heathen and making major, playing Major League Baseball and making millions of dollars, they were talking about me then. Now I'm a Jesus freak, now they're talking about me now. Get over it, they're going to talk about you anyway. <laughs> I'd rather they talk about me when I'm following Jesus. 2 Chronicles seven fourteen talks about it is, first you need to know you called in that text. You need to know the call of God's on your life. Matthew 20, 16 says, the last will be first, first will be last, many are called, but few are chosen. You need to know that you're called. Then you need to humble yourself in there. There's something about a man humbling himself and delivering his ego, crushing his ego, because you know what ego is, a three letter word, easing God out. Yeah, so you know when you can humble yourself and, and walk in humility, and it's no longer about you, it's about Christ, see, because we sit up on the pedestal and we think it's about us. There's no one greater than Christ. I don't care how much money you make, I don't care how successful you get, I don't care what position you hold. Jesus holds the ultimate position. He got up. He rose from the dead, he conquered death. So there's something great about this man than any man that you will ever see or know until you enter out of here and go over into God's kingdom, and then you're with Jesus forever. Something great about Jesus, something great about being with Jesus, something great about understanding who Jesus is, understanding his power, understanding his, his peace that he gives to you. When you rest with him, when you educate yourself with him, when you spend time with him, when you talk with him, ask him. See, we don't get because we don't ask. We ask him for stuff. We're not asking for him. See, we ask him for stuff. But ask him for wisdom, knowledge, peace, joy. He's got so much to give to you. He's got it all. But we, 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 we get embedded in, well, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need you to take care of this. He already know. How not, how, how not, why not become grateful and thankful to God and say thank you and walk in humility and pray? Prayer is the answer to all supplication. My wife, my mom didn't know, my mom did know that this day would happen. But she's, she's not here to see it with her own eyes. But she was praying. And she had a notebook on her bed before she died and with all her kids praying about us. Lord, change it. Lord, do what you need to do with him. Do that. But she kept praying. See, you might not see it, but just pray. God hears prayer. Especially if you're righteous, God hears the prayer. May not look like it, but God hears the prayer. See, mama knows something about praying. Mama no joke, because they know how to stay on their face and pray. My mother stayed on her face and prayed for me and all my brothers and sisters, and now all of us are saved. Then you must seek. You must seek after God daily. You must get up and worship God and seek after God. Seek the throne of God. Stop seeking, oh, Lord, I got this. He already know that. Come to the throne of God. Father, thank you for this day. Father, thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you because you didn't have to and you did it anyway. Give him thanksgiving. Too many of us want stuff instead of giving God thanksgiving. Give him thanksgiving. He's the God of all understanding. He's the God that will change everything in your life. He already knows what he's going to do, but he wants the heart of you. He don't, want the, he don't want the person to come to him that just wants something. He wants your heart. Well, we all got issues, and we all had issues. You know, all of them in the Bible had issues. You know, David was a man after my own heart, after putting his front man, his best friend Uriah on the front line to get killed. God said, he's a man after my own heart. Saul was a Christian killer, and killing all the Christians. and. Uh, Damascus Road, God knocks him off a horse, blind him for three days and three nights, and then he turns him into the apostle Paul. God is not done, people. Then we must turn from the wicked ways. you got to turn from the world. You've got to turn your back and say no to it, the wicked ways of it, because that's what it is. Been there, done that. Some of us just stay in it because we think, well, well, this is just the way my life is. No, it is not the way your life is. Your life can be great if you come to Jesus. Doesn't mean you're not going to have trials and tribulations, but you're going to have some joy, you're going to have some peace. Doesn't mean you're not going to go through some storms. Let me tell you something. Either you're in a storm, a storm on the way, or you just got out of one. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is, and that's the way we have to deal with it. We have to deal with it. A couple points. To know the will of God is the highest of all wisdom. John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. We must be in a relationship with Jesus. It takes eyes of faith to want Jesus. See, if you love me, you keep my commandments. See, if you understand, to know the will of God. See, to know the will of God is to know his kingdom. Not this earth. We just live here. I used to think this was home. This is not home. This is kingdom. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these things will be added into you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. His righteousness, not the things. He says, then all these things will be added into you. See, people want the stuff. See, God will give you wisdom, knowledge. he give you joy. he give you peace to suppress all the sin. he give you victory over the enemy on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what we need. We need to know victory over the enemy. We need to know how to fight the enemy. We need to know the enemy doesn't fight fair. We need to know the enemy deceives us. The enemy makes us believe that our problems are bigger than what they are. There's nothing too big for God. Nothing too big. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Nothing too big for God. There's nothing. But you got to taste and see. See, you got to trust the process. See, we don't want to go through the process. See, most people are looking at me now and looking at victorious life now, but I went through the process with God. See, you don't know, 16 years ago, I started $3 million in debt and didn't have a driver's license. And I was living in my wife today, Tracy, mother's basement, me and her. We said we're going to serve God. And we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We said we're going to serve God. And she woke up one morning, she'd been studying the Bible, and she was on her way, and I was hiding out on the cover because I was depressed with life. And she woke up one morning, tapped me on the shoulder, said, I need to talk to you. I said, what's up? She said, I love you, but she said, I'm not living like this no more, because we weren't married. I said, what you mean? She said, I'm not having sex with you no more. I said, what? But that was a defining moment in my life. That sent me on a journey with God forever. Because she, she said, I choose Jesus over you. Amen. So there was no more, there was no more compromising, there was no more compromising with her. And that sent me on a moment with God. I went to live with my sisters and her three kids in a two-bedroom apartment with nothing, and God had finally got me where He wanted me to. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So God brought me to my knees, and when I hit my knees, and I was trying to open the Bible, God said, don't don't open the Bible. And you know what God said? He says, I've been waiting for you. (laughs) And all I did was cry. That's all I did. And I said, I'm sorry, God. I say, I repent. Forgive me. Change me. Then I started on my journey with just me and God. Didn't know if me and Tracy were going to get back together. Loved her. But she said, I'm going with Jesus. She said, you need to find Jesus if you want to be in a relationship with me. That woman was used by God to change my life forever. See, we ask. We ask people, we need to know that God uses people. God speaks through people. God speaks through pastors and leaders to teach you his word, his will, his way. You got to come with an open heart. You got to come running to church. Me and Tracy, we were on our separate ways. I went six months in a consecration with God. I stopped sex. I stopped drugs, stopped everything. I just started going to church, and I started helping people, and God said, get out of yourself. That's pretty powerful when God tell you to get out of yourself. Because it's no longer about you, it's about the kingdom of God, it's about souls, it's about people, it's about life, helping others. Bringing others to the cross who can surrender their life forever and be changed forever, liberated and redeemed just like you, because that's what he does to a person. See, when you understand the symbol of that cross, to understand that their blood is clean. When that blood hits you, it purifies you, it washes you, it cleanses you, it changes you forever. It changes your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the renewing of your mind through the word of God, because that blood has come and entered into your life and has changed you. Forever. Forever. See, the thing about it is I preach with passion because the devil is deceiving so many people in this culture today. It's got people blinded. It's got them thinking about stuff instead of thinking about what Jesus did on the cross and who Jesus is. It's got me thinking about I need this, I need that, I need you, I need that. No, you don't need nobody but Jesus. That's all you need. That's all you need. He loves you. He cares for you. He's already done it for you. He's already hung himself. They already hung himself on a cross for you. He's already carried your burdens, sickness, disease. He's carried it all. He's conquered it all. If you are ignorant of God's word, you will always be ignorant of God's will. James 4, 7 says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The will of God will never take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Everything that could kill us, Jesus already killed it. Everything, he's already killed it. He's already done it. So many of us are sitting on the side of the sideline with God and uh, and here we are, we straddle on the fence with God. Oh yeah, church, one minute, oh um, hallelujah, I'm in church. One minute, you're dancing with the devil. Out there in the devil's pit, devil's, a devil bar somewhere. Oh, oh, girl, oh, God, I'm having a great time. No, you ain't, the devil is a liar. You ain't having no great time. He's keeping you separated from God so you can't have a great time. Because, see, when you come to Christ and you submit yourself to Christ and you all in, you have a great time. You live an abundant life. You live with joy. No matter what, you wake up, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. i live with, I live with that. I don't care what I'm going through. But you have to believe. Too many of us don't believe. You know, I remember about seven years ago when God called me to the pulpit for real. I remember my manager, Johnny Lupo, just like me, rolling heathen. God put us together. He from Wall Street and I'm from Major League Baseball and we had the same crazy life. Money, girls, drugs, this and that. And God said, lead him to the Lord. Lead him to the Lord. Now God says, he's gonna travel with you. Then God spoke to me one day after I started discipling. He wasn't ready. He used to tell me, Oh, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump out of my apartment. You know, I got so many problems, Pastor Steve. I said, I said, Go lay down, and pick up the Bible, and read the Bible. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him, that. I used to tell him, "Like, Oh, I'm, I got so many problems. I said, like, Yeah, that's welcome. Welcome to the club. That's part of it. We come to Christ. Things are going to change. And um, he was talking about jumping. I said, Read the Bible. He finally picked it up and started reading it. He was like, Oh, my God. Now he hadn't put it down. Life's been changed and redeemed forever because he picked up the book. You know? So, what I'm trying to share with you is knowing God's will is God's will is to empower you so you can help somebody else get empowered, so they can be changed and they can follow the cross and deny themselves and pick up the cross daily and carry the cross because the cross is heavy. You see, none of us could carry that cross like Jesus did. None of us would would have went to the cross like Jesus and and took what he took to the cross. You know, they nailed his hands, nailed his feet. None of us could take that. None none of us would have given our life for that. you will say, oh, well, I think I would. No, no, you wouldn't. Because let me tell you why. Because Jesus was sinless. The man had no sin in us. See, we've had sin in us, and we're so selfish in our flesh and want everything instant gratification, we want this fixed, we want that fixed, I want to feel good. That's what our flesh tells us. Jesus didn't have all that. Jesus rode in on a donkey. How did you get here today? <laughs> See, think about it. We got all the, all the things that we need to get us where we need to get. But understanding God's will and God's purpose for our life is the most important thing. God has a great purpose and plan for your life. The enemy does too. The enemy is a deceiver, you know, that comes to steal, kill, and destroy everything about you. You know, and we, and we have to know that God has an abundant life for us, but we have to be able to walk into it. We have to be able to submit ourselves to Christ, not to, not to man, not to your husband. Love your husband. Not to your wife. Love your wife like Christ loved the church. But we have to submit ourselves to Christ. To be able to come to the fullness of what Christ has for us and, and how he wants to position us and where he wants us to be in, in, his, in his church, in his kingdom right here on earth. We have to know the purpose. Romans 8, 28 said, and we know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord to those who are called according to his purpose. We have to know that we're called according to his purpose, not our purpose. Too many of us want to be called to our own, called according to our own purpose and we need to be called according to Christ's purpose. Hey, church, let me tell you something. Jesus, Jesus is bad to the bone. When you get to know Jesus and when you get to hang out, when you hang out with Jesus, there's no one like him. You looking for something else? You looking for so many other things to fix you? Go hang out with Jesus. This man's going to teach you about you. Go get disciple. Come to church. Get serious with your walk. This man is going to teach you why you were created. You were created for more than just a job. The creation of you for for him is eternal. To get to the kingdom with his Father. See, most of us want to go, God, 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 please, and they don't want to say Jesus. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me so many of us trying to get there and we don't even know how to get there through him he is the gateway to getting there he is the alpha he is the omega he's the beginning he's the end he was wounded for your transgressions he was bruised for your iniquity by his stripes by his stripes you have been healed that blood is clean that blood has healed you <laughs> oh, hallelujah Hmm. he's so good. I could go on and on about how good he is. But he's the miracle maker. You are looking at a miracle stand up here. He's the miracle maker. He's the one that makes the miracle habits in your life. When you submit yourself to him and come to the cross and yield yourself at the cross and says, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. That marriage you're about to walk away from, don't let the devil allow you to walk away from it. We rebuke the devourer right now over that marriage. He has no authority over that marriage. See, because that's what he does. He wants to come in and deceive you and break you up so you don't be together, so you won't be empowered together for the kingdom of God. Yeah, there's some stuff there, but just keep praying. Keep rebuking the devil. God will intercede. God intercedes in marriage. He interceded in my marriage and Tracy's marriage, and the devil was all up in it, and God for our for our good, and he kicked open the door, and he rebuked the devourer because that's what he does if you stay, if you don't quit, you don't give up. You work through. Trust the process. Believe God's Word. Trust the process because it works and I ask the worship, come up and play. Wait, there he is, my worship. Hallelujah. We're gonna lead you into this great song. As he worship, I want you to think about your miracle today. Each service is gonna be different because that's just the way the Holy Spirit is. I don't get in his way, I just let him do what he does. But as we come to the close of this, the miracles of Jesus, the book of John, there's miracles, miracles, miracles. And there's Jesus speaking to different people. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a good leader, teacher. Jesus speaking to him about unless one is born again, he can't enter the kingdom of heaven. John 4, he talks about the woman at the well that's called the woman at the well told her about her five husbands and said the one you're living with now is not your husband. God knows everything. John 8 he talks about the woman that was caught in adultery they wanted to stone her, but Jesus set her free. Something about this man, something about his blood It's the blood. It's the cleansing blood. And I asked the worship team to bring that song about the blood, nothing but the blood, because it cleanses you. It washes you. It sets you free. It brings you to a greater place. It brings you, it gives you a new start. It changes everything about your life. It's the blood. It's in that blood. It's in that blood. You got to know that blood. There's no, there's no other blood but His blood. He's already done it for you. It's His blood. His blood already has, has done it so as they play if that's you I want you to come to the altar meet me at the altar because you need prayer and we're going to pray for you and you'll be set free because of the blood not because of daryl strawberry but this is what the blood has done the blood has set me free the blood will set you free no matter where you are what you've been through what challenge you have when I think about John 5 when I think about the man at the pool of Bethesda when I think about The angel stirring up the pool and all these people were lame and the angels stirring up the pool and people get in, they get well. There's one particular man, he was just sitting there. He was sitting there. He sat there for 38 years because he had a condition. He was paralyzed. Jesus saw the man and Jesus didn't ask the man about his condition. Jesus asked the man one particular day, do you want to be well? Jesus asked some of you today, do you want to be well? It's his blood. It's his blood that makes you well. It's because of his blood that makes you well. Today is your day to get well. Whatever burden's holding you, whatever addiction's holding you, somebody's bound in alcohol, somebody's bound in drugs, somebody's bound in pornography, somebody's bound in this, somebody's bound in strife. By his stripes you were healed. Right now. The blood.
0: (coughs) Let's all stand together. Yes, come, come,
1: come, 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 it's his blood, it's the blood, it's the blood, hallelujah. Glory to you God, it's the blood right now, come to the altar, come, come, yes, yes, thank you Jesus, thank you for your blood, come, come. Those that need to come, come now. Open it up so they can get through. Right across. Right across. Yes. Yes, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, devil, you take your hands off them. Let them go right now in Jesus' name. Let them go. Loosen them right now in Jesus' name. Let that man go. Get your hands off of him. Let that woman go. Hallelujah. Glory to you, God. But the blood of Jesus. It's the blood. It's the blood. It's the blood. Glory to you. Yes, come. Glory to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes,
0: Lord.
1: Wow. Yes.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Yes. But the blood. It's the blood. Listen. Listen, listen to the sound, it's victory at the cross, victory. When you come to the cross, God has set you free. Whatever struggle, whatever pain, connect with the local people here in the church. Let the pastor in his church walk you through and disciple you. God has spoken to your heart, there's more. You know God is speaking to you. When God speaks, we need to we need to listen. Cuz God has done something here in your life today. Don't turn back. Those of you here at the altar, God loves you. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Don't let him tell you you're nothing. Your life matters. God's crazy about you. Just know that. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice.
0: Thank you, Lord. Now listen. We we always invite people to come forward. You know why? Because sometimes you got to get out of yourself. You got to get out of that tomb. You got to get out of that seat. You got to mark there's got to be a moment where you mark that was the day that I went forward and gave my life to Jesus. Here's what we're gonna do all over the place. If you're in the balcony, if you're in the cafe, if you're in the second overflow today, God has a plan for your life. And God is a moment, an appointed moment, where you surrender everything to God. So here's what we're going to do right now. I want you to turn to your neighbor. And I want you to ask your neighbor, if you died today, are you certain that you'd go to heaven? If they say, I don't know for sure. I want you to grab them by the hand. And I want you to come forward today. And I want you to give your life to Jesus. Now, if you've come for the very first time, or maybe you've come... Maybe several times because, man, you've fallen away from God. Listen, God loves the prodigal son. God loves the prodigal daughter and you can come back home. I believe the Holy Spirit's telling me right now that there's a prodigal in the house. I said, there's a prodigal in the house, and you've been running away from God, but today you're going to surrender to God. I want you in a moment, when I count to three, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, if you die today, you know for sure you go to heaven. If they say, I don't know, I want you to grab them by the hand, say, let's go. Let's get out of our tomb, and let's let God be God in our life. Ready? One, two, three. Come on, right now ask somebody right now if you need to get out of your seat and come home to God I want you to come right now in the balcony on the main floor if you're in the cafe you're in the overflow you just come right up here come on right now we're gonna pray right now come on come on come on quickly come on come on there's services there's is another service right after this one. And I believe that God is going to do something in your life right now. Don't allow the balcony, those steps to keep you from coming to God. There's a young man in the balcony. You need to come back to God today. Get out of your seat and come all the way down here. Humble yourself before God right now and say, yes, I need to come back to God right now. Come on, get out of your seat and come to God right now. This is a moment where God wants to touch your life. This is a moment where God wants to speak to you. This is a new day, a new opportunity, a new moment in your life. Come on, come, come. All over the place today, they're still coming. They're still coming. Come on, somebody give the Lord a clap offering. They're still coming. They're still coming. God is up to something in Bethlehem. God is up to something today in Bethlehem. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Now listen to me. The secret to staying strong, like Daryl said, The secret of staying strong is getting discipled and this Wednesday night at 730 we're gonna start a brand new discipleship class called the foundations class and I want you to come to that class I'm gonna pour my life into you I'm gonna pour into you there's gonna be leaders that are gonna pour into you and we're gonna put you on the right foundation in your life folks it's time to get back to the word amen back to the Word. I want you to come back to the Word on Wednesday night. This Wednesday night we begin back to the Word. If you need to come, I want everybody to bow your heads right now. Now look at me. Look at me, everybody in in this room. I want you to take your hand right like this. I want you to wipe it on your pants. I want you to wipe your other hand on your pants because man, they're sweaty. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you right now. Grab the hand of the person right next to you right now. We're gonna pray a prayer right now. Are you ready? Are you ready? We're gonna pray God to do something great in our life. Are you ready to pray, say yes. Are you ready to pray, say yes. I want you to pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I invite you to take over my life. Forgive me, Jesus, for my sins. Be the Lord of my life. I confess that you are Lord. Send your spirit into me right now. Change me right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. 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 Now hold on, hold on. Hold on, if somebody in here needs prayer, you need prayer for healing in your body today. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, We need to pray for people who need physical healings in their body if that's you raise your hand right now i believe the holy spirit is here to heal the sick by his stripes you were healed hallelujah somebody in this room you need to be set free from alcohol and drug addiction some of you need to be set free from pornography some of you need to be set free from stuff in your life raise your hands right now Hallelujah. The Bible says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus for those who are sick in their body. And we pray for those, Lord God, who are addicted, who need to be set free. Lord, we pray that your power comes. Here it comes right now. The Holy Spirit's power is coming. And he's touching you right now. Just receive it. And say in the name of Jesus, I am healed and I am free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Now listen, we, we we want to pray for every one of you during this week. We're going to take all of your cards and we're going to pray for you. So there are altar counselors. Now there's a lot of people that responded. So I want you to wait. I don't want you to go anywhere because we have a free gift that we want to give you and we want you to fill out a card so that we can follow up on you. Listen, the only way you're going to make it is if you are connected to a family. We're your family. We want to love you. We want to care about you and pray for you. So before you leave, make sure you fill out a card. Listen, God has a plan for your life and it's big. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May you know that you're the head and not the tail, that you're blessed going in, blessed going out. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day in Jesus. We love you. God bless you.